morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be um, and whatever time of day it is. We're excited and thankful to, that you've joined us here on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast, where we love to talk about Jesus, apologetic, and life. Uh, thank you for joining us for episode number 48. Um, man, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but uh, thankful to have the the opportunity and the chances to be able to sh- to share and just dive into God's word that many times. My name is Alex and with me is Trey. Good morning, Trey. Hello, 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 peoples. What's going on, Alex? Uh, not too, not too much. Trying to get rolling this morning and, uh, you know, get, get woken up, waiting on this coffee to really kick in for me. But uh, other than that, pretty good. It's been a busy weekend for us, but uh, how, how about yourself? Um, I am wide awake, but not woke. How's that? <laughs> hey, hey, man. Um, man, I am tired, man. I am beat. I, <laughs> I got into a project yesterday, which I needed to do, and I've been putting it off. Mm-hmm. There's a swing set in the backyard. There was a swing set in the backyard. And, and it's one of those, like, tiered um, – you know, you could have a picnic on it. It's it's got right. a roof, you know, and oh my goodness gracious. And I, I said, Well, let's get this to the road. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So so I I think nobody was here. Yeah, you know, I'd had to do it by myself and uh which is fine. I, I needed to do it, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you, man, it was rough. I was pulling out tools that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> to get this thing i ended up just just beating it to death with a hammer just to get right just oh just, just, to just to get it apart yeah 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 man i can i can imagine the the work and effort needed to take them down um because you can you can just think like the work and effort it requires to get them up and yes. then to try and take them back down well um, you know when you put them up everything's new yeah and it hadn't yeah. gotten to the weather yet, and everything fits. And mm-hmm. and uh, but this one, you know, the, the wood had swollen up, and 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 it was really hard to get the ratchet into the. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to buy myself a new ratchet handle because I, I, I used the hammer to get it onto the to, to the nuts. to get it there, and then probably yeah, 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 to have yeah. to crank it around the time or to use and the hammer. You know, Josh comes outside and goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm destroying this thing. You going to buy me another one? I said, no. Oh, my goodness. I am not going to buy you another one. Well, so hopefully he's, you he's got the, it all, got it all know, taken Josh, apart. Josh is the guy that um, <clears throat> when I said, no, I'm not going to buy you another one, you know, he, he brings out the ice tray with – pickle juice cubes in it and goes hey can you get these out <laughs> i'm like yeah if you want some pickle juice ice cubes yeah i'll get them out um, that guy well i'm glad uh glad you were able to get it done um yeah i we we did a little bit of uh furniture moving around for um some some relatives yesterday for some family and uh and then we did some loading in for church last night. So uh, I, I'm slightly sore this morning after some uh, physical labor yesterday, but yeah, yeah, too bad. Um, just I guess it's what you get used to nowadays. 
Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, that the the question that everybody dreads, everybody meaning me. Mm. Hey man, can you help me move? <laughs> like, uh, I think I have to bathe my gerbil. I, I don't think I can be there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, and this is it's funny because I would rather help someone else move their stuff than then you do it. Yeah. Like our stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, <laughs> so, I know what you're saying. Um, so I, I'm. It it doesn't bother me that much, especially when there's you know really. Like, you know what you're doing. You're just going in, you're getting this stuff, and you're moving it to a truck, a trailer, wherever. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm, I'm all for that. Because you can usually, if you do it right, you can get in get out. That's but, true. That's true. Um, you know, when you when you help somebody else move, you can go home. It's sort of like, <laughs> it's sort of like being grandparents, you know. After, right, after yeah. you're done with the kids, you can just send them home, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But if you if you're the one moving, you're the one that's got to stay till midnight and unpack the boxes, so you can actually live the next morning. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Where's yep. the coffee maker? You know what the coffee maker is? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I remember. Remember those days. The couple of times we've we've had to move and go through that. But yeah. Um. <clears throat> so excited to dive back in. Um to first Peter chapter two today and really continue unpacking what he's writing there to in his letter to the, the church and to us even um, now, but we, in our last episode, we got to around, I think we, we really um, talked through verse through verse five um, and we're, you know, pretty much hovering around verse six, I think, when we when we wrapped up last week. So what we'll do is just uh, we'll dive in and read through um, verses four through ten and then start unpacking from around verse six. So if you are following along with us um, and you want to go back and listen to uh, last week's episode, episode 47, um, you can do that if you want to get caught up to right where we are and where we'll be talking them through today. But, uh, and if you also want to follow along, again, we're walking through 1 Peter, and we just got into chapter 2 last week, and so we'll, we'll still be continuing through that in this episode yeah. as well. Um, so before I read verses 4 through 10, anything you want to recap or anything you want to share? Um, not, not really. Um. If, if I just encourage the listeners, if you haven't heard last week's, I guess it will be 47. Yep. Uh, go back and listen to that, and then you, you'll be caught right up. All right. So uh, I'm going to read verses 4 through 10, and then we'll we'll unpack that. So, again, we're in First Peter chapter 2. So at verse 4, it says, As you come to him, talking about Jesus, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious stone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, the stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. 
They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation's God special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. All right. Um, so as, as we mentioned, we, we pretty much got through um, verses four and five. And I think we started kind of getting into a little bit of verse six, but we can really pick back up there. Um, I think at verse verse six, where Peter's writing and, and, he, and he talks about it in the first like two verses there in verse four and five about Jesus being a living stone. And then we um, like living stones are being built into a spiritual house. And because I do recall, Trey, you talking about last week as well around the um, what the sacrifices were and how important they were in the Old Testament and, uh, and to Israel. And yep. so, you know, as as Jesus is the um, cornerstone, as he's referred to, as, as Peter references um, some, a verse or so from Isaiah here, Jesus is the cornerstone and the cornerstone, which we talked a little bit about last week as well, being the the first stone that is laid when building right? The, a, a house or a building or, you know, a temple or something of that nature, like stone is, is the first one. And it, it really lays the direction and the, the foundation for the rest of the stones that will then be subsequently um, put down for that. And so right. that's how Jesus is the first, right? Jesus is the, um, the foundation for the church, for the body of believers, for Christians. And so we are the ones who are built around and by the direction, right, of Christ that he's already put forth. Like we are built around that. Yep. And that's, you know, what, what Peter's kind of talking about here with Jesus being the, the cornerstone. Yeah. So we were talking about, um, you know, where where we find in in the Old Testament where Jesus is the the stone the cornerstone and mm-hmm. uh, we we talked about it in Zechariah where it says the cornerstone will come from Judah, um, and Isaiah twenty eight sixteen um, where uh, he is the cornerstone from Zion, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So in verse seven, uh, it's very interesting when he says. So the honor is for you who believe, right? Mm. So, but those who don't believe, then he quotes Psalm 118.22, and he says, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Now, who are the builders, right? So Mm -hmm. if you you read the story of, of, of the gospel in the gospels, you can pick whatever, which whatever you want, you'll find out that the rejection of the Christ, the Messiah um, was from the Jewish leaders Mm -hmm. and they rejected the chief cornerstone. 
right? So everything they're trying to build is standing in front of them in the flesh. Mm, come on. Right? He's the, he's the, the key. Mm. So if you look at John 8, uh, and they're trying to figure out what in the world he's talking about, and they even ask him, what are you talking about, man? Are you, have you lost your mind? Are you possessed by a demon? Mm. I mean, is your father Beelzebub? He's like, let me tell you something. Now, I'm paraphrasing. Right. Why don't you understand what I'm talking about? I'll tell you why you don't understand. Because you don't believe. You're not mine. And you're not going to believe. And they rejected him. And they hung him on a cross. Mm. Yeah. All right. So this this stone. It's, he's called a. This is Isaiah 8. 14 he's called a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense mm -hmm. see the gospel's very offensive to those who don't believe so why is that why, why do you think that the gospel is very offensive to those who don't believe what do you think i mean i believe it you know in part just comes down to for those who don't believe they they want to live life their way, right? They want to do things their way. They want to, you know, it's, it's all about them. Like non-believers and, and even Christians struggle with this. And if you say you don't, I think you might be lying a little bit and be in denial, but like we want to live very selfish and self-centered life. The gospel is the exact opposite of that. Yep. Because we have to die to self. We have to give up and, and, and sacrifice what we want in order to live a life to what God has called us to and to the purpose and the, the, um, the will of him, right? The will of God in following Jesus and living a life for Christ instead of, you know, for ourselves. And so I think that's, you know, in part why those who do not believe have such a hard time with that and do not that's why the gospel is so off-putting and so offensive, especially to, to non-believers um, because of the way that you have to, to you know, really die to self and, and live for Christ. Yep. It, uh, it essentially tells a person, you are in trouble. You <laughs> might have, it's more than that. You, That's true. That's true. Are, you are going to face judgment. And your yep. sentence is not only death, but but eternal separation from God Almighty. Yeah. And, and who and, and I mean, let's be honest, who likes to hear that you're in trouble? Right. And right. When, and you when, can't fix this. You cannot yeah. fix this. And when you're very self-centered, right, when it's all about you, who likes to hear that they're wrong or that they've done something bad? Right. Yeah. It's like whatever. Like, no, nah, it's it's what I want. It's, like, it's, I don't need Satan. <laughs> you know, Yeah, exactly. And so there's just this constant conflict um, with, between the desires of someone who does not follow Jesus and what the gospel clearly and definitively lays out before us as the way that we are to live and as the way that that God, you know, changes a person's heart and how we go from 
living where it's all about us to living where it's all about him and all about Christ and yes. all about others. Yep. So, so look, look at the picture here, what's going on. And Paul talks about this too, but those who believe trip over the rock, yep. like they, they trip over the rock and they're like, what, what just happened? Yeah. You know? So, but the, those who don't believe the rock falls on them, they're crushed by the rock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and in a sense, believers are, have also been crushed by the truth. That all their uh, ideals and their thought process has been crushed. Like the truth has of just like grabbing you by the shoulders and just shaking you, you know, and say, hey, 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 you know, wake up. And so what, what he goes on to say is that they were like, they stumble because they disobey the word and they were destined as they were destined to do. So are they destined to stumble or are they destined to disobey the word or is it both? Well, the way I look at it, they stumble because of their disobedience. Uh, And and why do they disobey? Because they are born that way. I mean, you're, you're born a lost sinner. Mm. Um, You, you are born with a sinful nature. You can't change that. No matter how much you try to do good, you can't change the nature of how you're born. Um, You are born apart from the glory of God. And Mm -hmm. and the only way for that to be fixed is for you to hear the word and believe the word. Yeah. Come on. So... And you, you mentioned too, before we dive too, uh, too much further into that, I just wanted to touch on as well, um, in, you know, in what Peter's writing out here, where he talks about, you know, the stone the builders rejected. And, and you mentioned, you know, this is the, the Jewish leaders, right? Like the, this is the Pharisees and the people who are in charge, um, for Israel and they, and and you can see it, it like you mentioned in the gospels you see it in luke chapter 7 um verse 30 it is is one place i just want to call out and it says but the pharisees and the experts in the law rejected god's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by john you see they rejected what god's purpose and plan was and then you can see it also um where peter is is talking to and really preaching in Acts chapter 2 um, when he says Acts chapter 2 verse 38 he's talking to them and 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 tells this group that has gathered then Peter said to them repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call. And so, you know, the rejection is in that, that they have pushed away Jesus and they have chosen, I don't want to follow Jesus. I want to, they still want to follow self yep. and, and world. And, um, and that right there in, in and of itself is, is in a nutshell, how the life of non-believers are, because 
the difference is the Pharisees claimed, right? They put a mask on that they were, you know, the religious and that they followed God, but yet they still denied the son of God for other non-believers. They just flat out, you know, deny and reject altogether. They don't put on or have this facade that they are, you know, quote unquote religious. Yep. So uh, in, in verse nine, Peter says, but now this is who he's writing to. He's writing to the church. He says, but you are a chosen race. Now, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Right? So, this is really, really good news um, in today's world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with all the, the factions and dissensions and the arguments and all the junk going on, it's trying to divide everybody. Here's some good news that you can, that has legs, that can stand up. And, the, and the, you know, it doesn't, you can't kill this truth. You can't. So, you know, one of the biggest, one of the biggest topics today is race mm. and what that means. And yeah. so, so. If, if you want to look scientifically at race, you have black people, white people, Asian people. Scientifically, those are the three. And mm-hmm. everything else comes out of those three. But biblically, there's a fourth one. And it's yep. called people who are born mm-hmm. again. And well, it doesn't yep. matter if you're from either of the previous three or a combination of the previous three, if you were part of that fourth one, then you are a royal priesthood. In other words, you have an office that stems from the throne room of God Almighty to live as spiritual sacrifices. That's what you do. You're a holy nation. Like, look, America or Canada or Europe or anywhere if you're living in a nation your nation has rules that you either abide by or you don't and you you know whatever the repercussions of that is whatever the law says in that land um but the nation of god Mm. is where you are if you're born again Mm. you're not of this world this world is not your home. I mean, as far as the law goes, you need to abide by the law as long as it doesn't um, interfere with your worship of the Lord God Almighty. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But your your nation. Uh, listen, there are people all over this globe who are in that nation with you, and make up that building with you, and you're going to meet them one day. And as God prompts you, pray for those people. If you're in an area where you still have spiritual freedom to worship God, take advantage of it and do it. Please, yeah. 
and pray for those who aren't in those regions yeah. that are that are being hunted down like prey every single day. And it's going on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're 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 part of a people of God's mm-hmm. own possession. Mm-hmm. Why? Why, Alex, that you may proclaim the excellencies mm-hmm. of him who called mm-hmm. you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yes. Oh, man, that's good stuff. So it, so, mm-hmm. you know, are, are, if you're a born again believer, you're not called to be incognito. Right. And, and walk around like you're scared to death and you know, somebody's going to say something to you or make fun of you or even hunt you down. What you're mm-hmm. called to do is be a light in this mm-hmm. dark, dark world. Because he has mm-hmm. called you out of the darkness into the light. Yep. So the light is full of truth and it's full of his word. And as you spread that word and carry that word around in your life, other people see that and they are called to the cross because that's how it works. Come on, come on. Let's go. And, and, you know, and it's not always easy um, to to be that light in the darkness. Right. Because those who do not believe, they don't like the light. They don't want you to be around. They don't like what you represent, what you're reflecting and what is, you know, coming from within you being the light of Christ. They don't want that. Right. Because it it makes them question or it makes them right feel um, offended. Yep. Uh, it, it upsets them. And so it, it's not always easy to do those things, but that is what we are called to as Christians is to be that light in the darkness. And, um, you know, going back to, to the, um, the verse in verse nine there where it says, but you are chosen people and in the niv it says people in the esv it says race and i thinking through that and and really like what race means today race is is a word that you almost shy away from nowadays just because of the tension that comes with it but what i loved and you were you know really talking about this as well is that there's another race and it's not, you know, just what we are accustomed to talking about or what the media throws around today, but, but there is a race and it's, it's the body of, of Jesus. It's the Christians It's the people of God, those who follow Christ Jesus as their Lord and savior. And we get to be part of that. We aren't born into that family. We aren't born part of that people because we are, as you mentioned earlier, born sinful and we are separated from God. The gospel clearly lets us know that when we come into this world, we have no relationship to God the Father. But then we also know from the gospel and from scripture that because of Jesus's sacrifice on the cross and his victorious resurrection over sin and death, we have that opportunity to be reconnected or to be connected to God um, through faith in Christ Jesus. 
by grace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that we get that and that we get to now be adopted into that family. And that is our race. That is our identity now is that we are part of the body of Jesus. We are part of the family of God. And there's nothing that can now separate or change that for us. Well, you, you know, I just thought about that when I just thought about something when you were t- mentioning that. You know, the the things that we are told to believe from a from childhood till five minutes ago, mm-hmm. when we see somebody of a different race a different color yeah what we're supposed to think about that and how we're supposed to judge that person put them in a category um that is so useless yeah and and that is so destructive mm-hmm. so the the race the chosen race that peter's talking about it doesn't matter what what skin color you are. Yeah. When you look at that person, that person has the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, forgiveness, gentleness, self-control. These things are so much more important than skin color. These things are eternal. These things create life. These things are the fruit of God. Yep. And, and that's, that's how you proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The fruit of God. Love. Mm. Yep. And you can't do that on your own. It's him and you. That's, that's what people see. Now listen. Mm-hmm. Nope, nobody. And we just get right back to the offense of that. Nobody likes to see the light because, as as John writes, nobody likes the light because the the deeds that they like to do in the dark will be exposed. The yeah. so light exposes. Light is truth. Light opens up stuff so you can see it, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's not good. That goes against everything I'm thinking right now and everything yep. I'm doing right now. And you know what? There's nothing like hanging your head and going, I've been wrong for a long mm. time. Yeah. And I, I want to, I want to walk in the light, you know? And, and that just means if you're feeling that, that just means that God's calling you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. It's off. It's awesome. I mean, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. It's it is so freeing and relieving to be able to lay down the burden and the weight that comes with living life your own way. Yep. Laying that down and turning to follow Jesus. Um, There's nothing like there's nothing that you cannot match the privilege of seeing people like God does. Oh, come on. There's nothing like that. Ever. Yep. And to and to, to have compassion on somebody and to have mercy on somebody and to forgive somebody. Do 
You know what it's like to forgive somebody? You can't you can't forgive people like that truly unless you're forgiven. Yep, unless you understand it, right? Wow. Yeah. And, the and, privilege of seeing people like God does. I I don't know. That's just I want a yeah. teacher that says that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's uh that's really good. Maybe I'm we might have to make a note of that and uh, print up some Hope Rising t-shirts uh, that, that have that on there. Because, I mean, that is that is so true. And, um, you know, in line with that, and it's funny because uh, our pastor was preaching on this last Sunday, as a matter of fact, around, right, around forgiveness. And, you know, the center of that really comes from from a heart of in a position of love um and you know you mentioned you can't really forgive or understand it unle- uh, until you know it and experience it yourself where someone has forgiven you and at the same time you can't really and truly love someone until you know what the truest and most deepest love is and that is the love that that God has for us um, and we only experience that and know that through Jesus. And we see that played yep. out in scripture through his sacrifice, through his humility to step down from heaven to earth and to live here for 33 years, 33 plus, and to go to the cross for something he didn't do, but rather for all of the mistakes and things that we did. Um, that is love, right? That is, that is the truest and most sincere love that we get to experience. And then once we know that, because our hearts have been open to receive it, man, loving other people that way, um is something that we're just drawn to yep now <laughs> yeah and there's no law against that you you can't no, no you can't stop somebody from loving you you know that yeah, yeah i mean you can you can hang them upside down and beat them in the bottom of their feet if you want to but if right. they're gonna love you they're gonna love you now don't get me wrong people make it hard right we as human beings make it hard though like it, it you don't know me tough. alex <laughs> yeah yeah it can be tough to love me i get it i understand i'm not perfect um but you know that is when you experience the love that god has for us that jesus displayed on the cross for us then it becomes more more natural when we experience that to then have that same kind of love for for one another hey let me let me uh kind of let Paul reiterate what we've been talking about here. This is in Ephesians chapter 5 starting with verse 6. So if you just pause and go to Ephesians 5 and uh, look at verse 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things the wrath of God comes down upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness. Now he didn't say you were in the dark. Mm-hmm. He said you were the darkness. 
Right. You were you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Wow. Mm. 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 That's good stuff. Yeah. So he goes on to say, this is verse 10. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Now, it, it's you're not you're not on your own. You are his possession. You are God's people, right? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't mean that's that's an oppressive thing. That's a liberating thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy, right? So now you're of the kind that continues to do so towards your fellow men. Mm-hmm. Because you can. Yeah. It's not It's not because you ought to. It's not just that. It's because you can. If you, are, if you are his, you can forgive. You can show mercy. Mm-hmm. And it's his. It's not yours. It's not your act of kindness. It's him. So, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles, it goes back to what Jesus told his disciples. This is not your home. Mm-hmm. You live here, but it's not your home. Your home is with me. Come on. So I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Whoa. Mm. Come on. Come on. Yeah, there's Look. a... Uh... There's a lot. That's wow. We could go three weeks on that, but yeah, here's the thing. When I, when we, we say this is not your home. Um, don't act like this is your home. Right. Right. Don't. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something that might rile some feathers and that's okay. Because I'm talking to myself as well. Don't let your number one objective be to straighten out politics. Stop mm. it. Stop Come it. On. Yep. Your, your 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 politics don't doesn't drive your belief. Mm. Belief is supposed to drive policy. Yeah. Okay, that's the number one thing you want to talk about Jesus. If you're talking about politics more than Jesus, then you're falling into it. Stop it. Yeah, I'm not. There's a place and there's a time. Don't let that be your your drive. Let your belief in Christ be your drive. Mm -hmm. Okay, if somebody wants to talk about politics, figure out a way to get the gospel in there. Why not? Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, it's a great platform to, to, and oh, I don't want to talk about religion or politics. Well, okay. Um, then let your light shine. <laughs> right. I just had to sneak that in there. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm guilty yeah, of that, yeah. Alex. I, I do that. I find myself doing that. And uh, don't, I, I don't need to do that at all. Um, I, I need to make sure that 
my my conversation is seasoned with the gospel and not yeah. what I think's right or wrong with this nation or this yeah. world. Okay. Well, and, and a lot of us are guilty of that, whether it's like all the time or at least sometime. Um, you know, we can we can find ourselves falling into into that where we're arguing for the wrong thing and from the wrong perspective. Yeah. Um, and we and, certainly don't need to be doing that from the pulpit either. So if you're, if you're a pastor yeah. and that's what you're talking about in your pulpit, stop it. How about yeah. read John yeah. from the pulpit and, and, you know, preach on, preach on what Jesus said or something. Don't. Yeah. I, yeah. People don't need to hear your opinion about what you think about X, Y, and Z. They don't even need mm-hmm. to hear your opinion about what you think about John. They need to hear what the Holy Spirit says about John. They need to hear the truth of the gospel. Yep. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Yep. And, you know, in where Peter's talking here, like this, this always, um, or at least, you know, as I've recently read through this has really stood out to me in verse 11, you know, dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles. Um, and as the, I think the NLT or the ESV says as, as soldiers and exiles, as those who are not, you know, from here, like it's important for us to remember as, as Christians, this is not our, you know, our home, but rather this is where we are and we are, you know, passing through that we we should not lose focus of where we are going and where we are heading. Um, at the same time too, you know, it's, it's kind of, I guess you could really depending on your belief and probably Christian or non-Christian, you could, you could kind of take it, you know, two ways as foreigners, right. As this not being our home, um, right. you could take it as, okay, this is temporary. Let me be respectful. Let me, you know, be careful about my time here and what I'm doing. Let me not, you know, waste or, or um, get lost and get off track. Or you could, you know, the flip side of it, some may say, oh, well, uh, this ain't our home. Who cares? We, you know, just do whatever we want. See, that's a great point because, you know, the, the Greek mm-hmm. actually means literally somebody passing through, but still with a personal relationship with the people where they're at. Mm. Come on, Does there you mean? go. They're close yep. beside, but temporary. Yeah, That's what that means. <laughs> yep. See, that doesn't, and, and, and that leads to, you know, as Christians, we aren't supposed to shut out and and keep out those who don't believe. Like we're not supposed to, you know, kind of keep them away and say, nope, you don't believe in Jesus. Whenever you, you know, like, hey, come back when you do believe and then we'll let you in this group. But no, like we're supposed to be having those connections to love others, right? So that they can then see Jesus through us. And then guess what? they are adopted and become part of the family and part of the, the body of believers. Yep. But that can't happen if we're not intentionally doing what we talked about 
at the beginning of this episode and what Peter's writing about, about being light in the darkness. Yep. Just remember that one of the reasons that when you, when you proclaim the gospel and when you live out the gospel, one of the reasons there's such pushback is because it's in your home. It's their home, (laughs) you know, and they're like, look, man, this is, this is my, this is my house. And you're coming in with this weird truth stuff that yeah. doesn't jive with where I live. Yeah. And it doesn't. That's the thing. He's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the truth that sets people free. You know, you when Jesus said, let, let me listen to this, Alex. This is what this is what Jesus means when he says a bunch of times. If you don't deny yourself and pick up your cross, you cannot follow me. Mm. All right. Yeah. So yeah. once one of the things a believer, a true believer who has been called from the darkness into his marvelous light, one of the things that that believer starts understanding when you read scripture and when you're getting taught uh, the Bible properly is you know that you have given up your life. That in your heart, you have already died for the gospel. If that's what it comes down to, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that's that's what happens. And that's your relationship with other people. You have already decided in your heart that you will die for Christ. And a lot of Christians that are hearing this right now go, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, read the mm-hmm. Gospels. Yeah. I mean, he even said when when the guy said, "Hey, let me go bury bury my father, and I'll come follow you." He's gonna let the dead bury the dead. I'm not saying it's not right to not bury your father. I'm just saying it's so important. He's the main thing, not you. Yeah. He's the main thing. Mm-hmm. He will always be the main thing. Come on. Yes, mm-hmm. we live at times. I do like I'm the main thing, and I that is bad. That is why we can confess and he forgives. Yep. Yep. And that's, you know, as, as Peter wrote there in verse 11, which weighed war against your soul. Mm-hmm. When he's, he's urging, he says, I urge you to abstain from sinful desires. Because even though we are Christians, even though we follow Jesus and we, we are adopted into the family and we are part of God's people, the enemy still attacks. The sins yep. of the world are still enticing if if we allow ourselves to get too close, right? Yep. Don't play with fire. Don't sit there and think you can control it because it will then overtake you and control you. And That's you right. will get burned. And, and Peter is he's urging because these things, <laughs> and, and don't miss this, like, I believe they are very careful, right, about the words they use. Peter doesn't say which make you uncomfortable, make your soul uncomfortable, right? He doesn't say which try to convince you to do these things, but rather he says wage war against your soul. War is not something that happens lightly. 
Like that's the, that's what we have to be careful for. We have to be on guard. How Paul talks about the armor of God. That's what we have to live by is that we're at war. This is not just some vacation that we're on, right? And we're just waiting for Jesus to come back and get us while we're kicked back relaxing. But this, we are at war and we must be prepared for that and live our lives in that mentality, not in aggression towards others, but on guard against the enemy. Right. So how how do you, you say we're at war. Okay. So, so as a believer, how does a believer uh, wage war? How, like if, if you're in, if you're in a war, there's one side and there's the other side. Okay. So what do you do if you're on the side of Christ? Well, look at verse 12, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. Come on. Right. And the Gentiles, what he means by this is, if, if you are a chosen, if you're part of the chosen people, if you're, if you're God's people, keep your conduct among those who are not God's people honorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they speak evil against you, now listen, he didn't say if, he yeah. said when. when. Yeah. Jesus told his disciples, listen, they, they persecuted me since I started my ministry. Don't think. That they're not going to persecute you, they will persecute you because no servant is greater than his master. You're going to get it just like I got it, and they did. Yeah. Right. So either they're going to talk about you if if you're a professed believer, but don't conduct yourself honorably. They're going to say, "Well, he says he's a Christian and he blah 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 blah." Or if you do conduct yourself honorably, they're like, "Oh, that Christian thinks he's better than us and all this stuff." Right. I mean, it, it just it never ends. I promise, and it's not you; it's the light in you. Yeah, yeah. It's the truth. Nobody likes the truth. Like Pilate asked Jesus, "What is truth?" You know, mm-hmm. do you really think you know what truth is? And Jesus had already said, "I am the truth." Come on. So that may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of salvation. So, Peter, you're telling me. That people, when they see my good deeds, they're going to glorify God. Well, yeah, on the day of visitation, on the in the second coming, mm-hmm. they're going to go, oh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and you know, and and that's like that's the thing too. As we, right, as as Christians, as we live among those who, you know, do not believe in Christ, as we work with them, as we go to school with them, as we play sports with them, um, as we are around them at a, at, at a sporting event in a restaurant, maybe our server is a non-believer. We are called to live in such a way that they see Jesus in us, right? That they, they recognize And God can use that in their life to preach to them and to draw them to himself as much as he can use a pastor standing in the pulpit on Sunday. Yep. Like that's the way that as Christians, we should be living daily. Do I always do that? No. Should we do that? Absolutely. 
is it uncomfortable to always shine your light around people who would prefer to be in the darkness? Ah, it is very uncomfortable. Um, but that's what we're called to. And we're not called to do it on our own, like in our own ability. But that's where the, the gift of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us that now, okay, you're fumbling around for the words that you need to say. The Holy Spirit can help you through that. You're, you're scared. You're hesitant. Hey, the Holy Spirit's there. He can give you some strength. He can give you the courage that you need to be able to say, hey, one of the, one of the easiest things I think we can do if we, just, if we just commit to it is when we're around other people, whether it be at a restaurant or some, you know, some other um, location, work or school, is to just say, can I pray for you? And that opens the door to conversation. And that opens the door to someone to then really be vulnerable and say, you know what, I'm not really, you know, they may, they may come back and their response may be, I'm not really a, a Christian or I'm not very religious, but I would really like some prayer about, about this certain thing that's going on in their life. And God can use that to then really start to water, right? Water the seed that has been planted by someone else, maybe 10, 20, 30 years before you ever asked them the question, can I pray for you? And then God can make that grow and blossom into something that we could have never done on our own, but it's God and, and Christ in us working through us. Um, to be able to do something unbelievable in that that person's life, and that yeah. we get to be a part of that is just mind blowing. So, so being honorable um, doesn't necessarily mean that you always have. Like a lot of people are so scared because they're going to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, not being honorable is doing the right thing. Which sometimes mean not opening your mouth at all, right. <laughs> just yeah. loving on somebody and paying like somebody's grocery bill that. or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so don't don't worry about what you're going to say. Okay. Uh, leave that up to the Lord, and uh, you just do the right thing. Yeah, that's what you do. So, if if you're listening to this podcast and you are in a position to where you really are wondering what your next step may be. You know, if God's calling you out of the darkness into the light, you've heard his word today. Um, Alex, how, how can they get in touch with us so we can, we can help them out in that area and maybe mm-hmm. steer them in the right direction as far as a, a body of believers or a, 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 a Bible study group or something that we can help them out with. If, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. If you want to send us an email at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Also, if you want to, um, if you're on Facebook and want to connect with us through there, you can find us at Hope Rising Ministries SC. We'd love to, um, to connect with you. We'd love to hear from you. If you just want to say hello um, or you want to share any, any thoughts, um, or anything that you feel like God's kind of talking to you through these episodes, 
um, please reach out to us or if there's anything, any way we can pray with you or for you, please let us know. We'd love to do that as well. Yep. But as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening um, and spending this time with us. We pray that God has used it as a blessing to you. And, um, and if he has, we'd love to hear about that. We love hearing stories and, uh, and feedback from people that are listening. And um, so feel free to send us a message or an email that way as well. But thank yep. you so much for joining. Thank you, Trey, for being here. Enjoyed it. Appreciate it as always. Yep. Peace out, peoples. Y'all have a great week, and we'll catch you again next time. God bless.